Hello, this is your captain speaking. Welcome aboard today's flight from San Francisco to New York. Fasten your seatbelts, and I'll tell you what's going on inside the plane at different stages of the flight. Passengers always board from the left side. That's because the captain sits on the left side of the airplane cabin, so it's easier for him to align the plane with the terminal jet bridge from that side. Also, the aircraft is fueled and loaded with baggage on the right side. With passengers boarding from the left side, the crew can do their job undisturbed. If your priority is to get out of the plane as fast as possible once you arrive, pick an aisle seat near the front of the plane. If you want to have the most comfortable flight, pick a seat in the middle of the plane because the turbulence is less noticeable there. An even better option in terms of comfort would be those seats by the emergency exit. They have more legroom and you can stretch. If you want the safest seats on the plane, your best option is the back of it. Once you're seated, take your time to spot the nearest emergency exits. Count the number of rows between your seat and an emergency exit. It can save your life in case you have to leave the plane quickly. You'll manage to find the exit easily, even if everything around is dark or if you're blinded. You'll find it just by touching the seats and passing the number of rows you counted in advance. Boarding completed. Time to get ready for takeoff. Cabin crew are walking down the aisles to make sure all passengers are following their instructions. Okay, everyone has their seatbelts fastened and window blinds open. There's no one in the bathroom and the runway is all clear. Why aren't we still moving? We can go! Turns out, the aircraft must wait for a while. It's all about safety. When a plane takes off, it activates two powerful forces. One is jet wash, a fast-moving gas so strong it can easily flip a car, so no one can be near the plane. Another force is wingtip vortices that are the result of the wind generating the plane lift. These powerful rotating forces go from both wings and stay in the air for about three minutes after an aircraft takes off. If another plane flies into the air while the wingtip vortices are still there, the pilot will lose the roll control over the aircraft, the plane will flip over and crash. So, no plane is allowed to take off without waiting for at least three minutes after the previous one leaves. Back to the pilot's cabin. There are two people there, the pilot and the co-pilot. In case something happens to the first pilot, the co-pilot can take over. Both pilots eat different food to reduce the risk of them both feeling unwell. While the first pilot controls and adjusts the autopilot, the second one monitors the controls or communicates with the control tower. Also, there are checklists for safety standards to be satisfied at different stages of the route. So, while the captain is focused on the route, the co-pilot can complete the checklist and make sure that everything's going according to the plan. Flying is costly, so not only the passengers, but the airline as well want to make the flight as fast and short as possible. The shortest way is always a straight line. Still, aircraft routes look like an arc. It's because the Earth isn't flat like we see it on a map. It's a sphere. So, these lines only appear like arcs when we project them on a map. In reality, they're pretty much straight. Every airline and every plane wants to fly this most efficient way. But there are hundreds of planes flying every day, often in the same direction. So the air highway is pretty busy. The route data of every plane is pre-planned and is uploaded to the system. There are several of those so that the pilot has options if something goes wrong or if weather conditions change. 
the pilot can set up the right mode, and autopilot can control the airplane within its uploaded route, keep up the altitude, speed, and direction. The pilots, meanwhile, keep an eye on the autopilot and focus on other tasks like navigating, planning, and communicating with air traffic control. On the ground, air traffic is managed by dispatchers, who watch over planes and make sure they don't get too close to each other. The air traffic is especially heavy in some places. So, when an aircraft enters a busy zone, it has to follow a very specific route. There are also specified points called fixed navigational aids, or, shortly, nav aids. Those are devices on the ground that send radio signals in the sky that an aircraft can pick up on. There are also waypoints, which are geographical points on Earth. They're loaded into the GPS system, and an aircraft has to follow them. So basically, the whole route is flying from one waypoint to another all the way to the destination place. Time to start the descent. You can see the plane's altitude on the control panel. The pilots know the plane's speed, so they can calculate at what distance to destination to start their descent. If the altitude is 27,000 feet and the speed is 300 nautical miles per hour, the first number divided by the second gives us 90 nautical miles. This is the point they have to start the descent to maintain the descent path. There are also a couple of other things to consider, such as the wind speed and direction, or uneven speed drop. To descend, pilots have to get approval from the controller. Sometimes, due to traffic, they don't get it right away. So, they just keep moving forward without descending, therefore shifting away from the descending profile and land when the approval is given. Takeoff and landing are the most crucial and dangerous phases of any flight. That's because the pilot has less time and space to react to any occurring problems. In the air, even if both engines stop working, a plane won't just start falling. Instead, it'll begin to glide through the sky, losing about one mile of altitude every 10 of them going forward. So, the pilot will have about eight minutes to react and find a safe place to land. If an engine fails during takeoff or landing, the pilots will only have seconds to decide if they should still take off and deal with the problem in the air or cancel the flight. Even if something happens, canceling the flight isn't always an option. When the plane reaches the speed of 100 miles per hour, you can't possibly stop it before the runway ends. And getting off the runway isn't good, to say the least. To ensure everyone's safety, the rules at these stages of the flight are especially strict. You should turn on the airplane mode on your devices to make sure that the signals that devices transmit don't interfere with the plane's electronic systems and don't block the radio's frequency. You've probably heard that clicking sound a speaker makes right before your cell phone gets a call, if it's right next to the speaker. These sounds are what the pilot might hear instead of the instructions while communicating with air traffic control. Even a one-second interference can cause a lot of confusion. Just some certain types of cell phones can cause this problem, and if it's a combination of factors, the cell phone type, how far away it is from the cabin, and how many cell phones aren't in airplane mode. The cabin crew can't find out which of the passengers didn't put their phone into airplane mode, but the pilots will always know when many people didn't do it. You should keep your window blind open during takeoff and landing for safety reasons as well. This way, your eyes get used to the light or the darkness outside. In case of an emergency, during these risky stages of the flight, people who are comfortable with the natural light will react and evacuate faster, 
which is crucially important when every second matters. For the very same reason, the lights are dimmed in the airplane. This way, the light will be closest to the light outside the aircraft. Another reason is that if the window blinds are open, people from the outside can see what's going on in the plane. For example, they can see if there's a fire inside and where exactly it is. This way, they can plan the evacuation better. They ask you to fold up your table and put up your seat in the upright position to ensure that in case of an emergency, there will be no obstacles in the way. Everyone should be able to leave the plane as fast as possible. The passengers aren't allowed to use the bathroom during takeoff and landing because there's no seatbelt, no safe escape route with no obstacles, and it's not safe overall. A person can get trapped there during evacuation. The pilot isn't even allowed to take off or land while someone is in the bathroom. And looks like we're ready for landing. Welcome to New York. 